Fashion Consort News Bites is a unique, short-form podcast that features insights and perspectives on breaking news and current issues, all focused on the multifaceted business that is fashion. News Bites is produced by Fashion Consort and distributed in partnership with Fashion United, your trusted global network for fashion news, business intelligence, and jobs. Visit fashionunited.com for more information. And now, your host, Joshua Williams. In this episode, the rush to offer graduate programs, part of the Future of Fashion Education series, we discuss how many universities have rushed to leverage their brand names to offer new graduate programs, but often without proper planning or integration with industry needs. In a recent New York Magazine article, author William Derashevich stated, for educational institutions, master's programs are cash cows since their students get far less financial aid than undergraduates. For students, the master's program responds to a specific need. American workers are competing more and more with those around the world, and the more college graduates there are, the more you need to find a way to distinguish yourself from the mass, close quote. This is particularly true when it comes to vocational studies such as fashion, where master's programs have proliferated from a handful across the U.S. to a handful of offerings from hundreds of universities. For example, Parsons School of Design in New York City now offers 20 master's programs, including MFAs, MAs, MSs, and MPSs. The MPS, or Masters of Professional Studies, is a relatively new moniker that is given to vocation-specific education, such as fashion management. It isn't an MBA in that it lacks the focus on finances and statistics, and its focus is on one industry only, fashion. The cost of these programs, especially by high-profile universities from Columbia to RISD, are very high, often over $50,000 per year. And that adds up in a two- or three-year program. And while data suggests that students who graduate with a master's do make more than their counterparts, these high costs make a graduate program very risky, saddling students with debt that may take years to pay off. This is especially true in fashion, where only two generations back, it was unlikely that a fashion employee even had a two-year associate's degree, let alone a three- or four-year undergraduate degree. A master's degree in fashion, then, is still a bit of a novelty in the job market, and can even be a bit off-putting to a hiring manager who may not have a master's themselves. Of course, that is changing the more students that graduate and move up in the ranks, but it certainly is worth considering as a potential graduate student. So why are universities offering more graduate programs? The answer can be quite complex, but it starts with the fact that as student numbers decrease and undergraduate programs in fashion have become ubiquitous, universities must find new ways to stand out from their competition as well as find new profit centers. Universities with well-known brand names are able to leverage their undergraduate reputations into the graduate space, even without specific expertise or structures in place to run a graduate program. What's more, while these programs can be hard to staff due to the lack of master's and doctoral level faculty, the hope is that in time, graduates will return and teach, creating the circularity that exists in other fields. And finally, there's a hope that graduate programs will in time add academic heft to the school's reputation via research, symposia, and extended networks. So then what about the students? 
As Dereshevich states in the context of the MFA, or Masters in Fine Arts, quote, both the financial rewards of an MFA and the motives for getting one can be extremely murky. The degree is not like a master's in physical therapy, say, something that feeds you directly into a well-defined employment field with proven and stable demand, end quote. And he points out that, quote, in many cases, the infrastructure has been built or overbuilt, and the schools had to keep finding asses for all those seats. Admission standards plummeted, end quote. And yet, these programs continue to grow. In some cases, it is because students are getting a strong education, taking the opportunity to deep dive into the complexities of their current or future fashion career. In other cases, it's a way to pivot from another industry into fashion without starting all over with another undergraduate degree. And finally, graduate school is something to do while figuring out your career, when you're in between jobs or extending your visa if you're an international student. In the end, there are many different reasons for students to participate in a graduate degree, and the outcome is largely contingent on the student's expectations and goals. However, what happens upon graduation is a bit more difficult to parse out. These programs are rarely built to bridge the gap between education and a job. There isn't the same legal prerogatives to do so as in the undergraduate space, so schools don't keep count of who gets a job or when. When it comes to fashion, the general sense is that those already with a job and an employer support throughout the process tend to fare better than those who do not, because the employer sees the potential rewards of a better educated employee. Ultimately, it's up to the newly graduated student to leverage their graduate degree in the best way possible, with the hope of outpacing their student debt and competing with an increased number of fellow master's graduates. In our next episode, we discuss the necessary shift to an omnichannel learning model that recognizes the different needs and modalities of modern learning. Thank you for listening to this episode of News Bites in partnership with Fashion United, produced by Fashion Consort and hosted by Joshua Williams. Visit fcnewsbites.com for more information. And if you'd like to share a story or participate in News Bites, please use the contact link provided or reach out on Instagram at Fashion Consort Agency. Thank you to our guests, to Bill aka Corinne for their voiceover work, and Spencer Powell for our theme music.